0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we had a jam-packed week this week. There were actually a lot of things to watch. We started off with the finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+, Plus, so major, major, major spoiler alert for that for the MCU just in general. I know we say it every week, but be caught up before you listen. We also watched Mortal Kombat, which is out in theaters and on HBO Max. Spoiler alert for that, but really... <laughs> I don't know how much of a plot there is to spoil, but just be aware that we talk about a lot of the later plot points in the film. We also watched the film Stowaway on Netflix, which is a space sci fi thriller. It stars Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, and Tony Collette. That one, again, major spoilers for that. And then finally, it was the week of the Oscars. We went over our predictions in the last roundtable. We are back to sort of see how we did, see how we felt about the telecast, which was one of the most bizarre telecasts I've ever seen. The Oscars were in person this year and we will talk in detail about that and then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as we have a couple follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? The moment has come and passed. We got our finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think, I'm Matt, I'm going to start with you just because you have been the most on board with this. Were you satisfied with that ending?
1: Mostly, yes. I will say, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because it was such an action-heavy episode or not, but I mean, I know the, the series has been pretty action-heavy, but this one was probably my least favorite episode of all of them. But I didn't leave feeling the show felt totally incomplete as much as I left feeling kind of like, well, maybe it could have just been one movie or should have been more if it was going to be a show.
2: That's fair, Jackie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not happy with a couple of things that happened, but I guess I think the series as a whole is enjoyable. I'm just not I don't know. There's a couple of things
0: For me, based on that ending, I wanted it either – I wanted the show to be two episodes longer or I wanted the show to be two episodes shorter. But the way it ended, it felt like they really conveniently wrapped everything up. And it's not like they didn't lay the groundwork for everything they wrapped up in earlier episodes, but just the pacing of it felt like such a neat bow tie for me. It just didn't feel earned. You know what
2: I mean? Like There was just stuff that didn't feel –
1: the Sharon the Sharon stuff for me does not feel so
0: hard. tacked on at the end like so it was just unnecessary. so yeah.
2: lame and it was just if you're going to like assassinate this character that much which we all kind of assumed she might be the power broker right so it's not like there wasn't groundwork for it but I, I think if you have if you're going to change who this character is at the core this much then I think that we I don't know we deserve more of screen time of her I guess
0: yeah and those those are like the the two if it had been two episodes longer i would have wanted a sharon episode and like more of a bucky episode
1: yeah well and i will say to that point of just we all kind of thought that she might be the power broker all along i feel honestly a lot of my thoughts about her potentially being power broker are because they kept insisting on keeping her in the show when she didn't really seem to matter ever Mm -hmm, since she was in episode two yep but from a character standpoint it it doesn't really feel like the groundwork was laid all that much to be like this really big oh, uh, oh wow moment it's like so either they they assumed we knew the whole time or they just didn't care to like have a big reveal for us that made a ton of sense you know yeah. what I mean yeah right and it just kind of felt lazy but whereas there was a lot of really good character work with a lot of characters and then she just kind of got nothing and so now I guess it leaves us kind of intrigued I guess we're supposed to be for like okay well what's she doing now and this and that but it's just kind of like oh okay I I wanted more (laughs) from her you know so yeah
0: yeah
2: like we needed something that was like some plot line that was mostly mostly her you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that we're following and interested in and then so we get to know this version of her you know a little bit more there wasn't enough right
0: Right. We had a handful of scenes where she showed this sort of maybe nefarious side, maybe questionable side. But it wasn't it wasn't ever enough because because they built her up so much in the other franchises as this paragon of good that she was willing to forego her citizenship. But in order to do what's right and then suddenly she changes like and we don't get to see it. I don't I just don't buy it.
1: Well, and for me, it's its also a matter of like there's an interesting story there that that they were kind of I felt kind of going for but only barely scratching the surface where we're talking like okay she's gone and become this power broker character in Madripoor which is the hub of crime in the MCU right so it's like you know she's big deal has pretty much we assumed done some really crazy shady stuff we've seen shady stuff in the show but we assume to get to that level she's committed some stuff right right and Carly says that line of like you know you wanted to destroy those who wronged you I wanted to fix it you know, kind of like where are like where Sharon's kind of in this point of, she's angry at the U.S. for kind of just discarding her after Civil War, which I totally get, and I think that that okay, cool, we can go with that, and we can kind of give that there's a way to make
2: this feel story. natural, right? Like there's a way really? that like yeah. this to make this feel like okay, this makes sense on where she's at. I just wish we had seen it. You know, well, yeah,
1: but then it's like what that, but then this arc they tried to kind of give her where I don't know if you two kind of perceived it the same way, but I'm seeing her whole involvement in this as obviously with the super soldiers, she had all these plans and all this, and she was it seems that she was working with Carly and them beforehand and you know they kind of got out of hand and that kind of stuff. But she has all these plans, and then I feel like once Bucky and Sam got involved in it. It was kind of like, a oh, shit, because she doesn't want to actually work against them in a way that's going to hurt them. So then it created this kind of layer to her that would have been a layer <laughs> to her, I guess. That's this kind of like, oh, OK, I'm doing bad stuff, but I still don't want to hurt my friends. And yes. even though Batrock Batroc wanted to kill the Falcon, it was specifically revealed, in my opinion, in this episode, that she got Batrock back involved in order to spy on Carly and kind of keep that under Mm-hmm. not yeah. to hurt Sam so yeah. it, it could have been layered
2: yes it could have been so good if we were in on her like inner struggle if there was some sort of excuse for why she became the power broker like something happened and we got to see it and then we sort of understand where she's coming from and then we get to see her struggle with the fact that she's built up this whole life that's so different and then sort of seeing the old life that she had sort of crash into her new life and sort
0: of have to struggle with those decisions. That could have been really cool. And choose in some ways, right? Like, because the way they mm-hmm. set it up at present, I was just like, oh, she's cold and heartless and doesn't care because she's just going to kill this guy to make sure her identity doesn't get revealed. Okay, fine, whatever. But it just, it just, I'm wondering if we talked about last time or two times ago where we got two seasons of The Mandalorian and then suddenly it's like, here's a bunch of spinoff shows. I wonder if this is just a way to set up the spinoff show because we did announce, they did announce Captain America and the Winter Soldier, two. I don't. It's the exact same title. I don't know what's happening here. Or I guess it's yeah, right? Isn't?
1: I thought it was just. I Captain thought it was America just a movie. 4, a Captain America Yeah, movie. I don't
0: know. Oh, so the end credits said Captain America and the Winter Soldier.
1: But like, will return, right?
0: I don't. Maybe I skipped the part uh, where it said will return, but I maybe it
1: didn't. I thought it, I just thought it did. <laughs> but I um, guess I, I just... thought
0: they were like segueing into.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only
2: thing
0: I saw announced was the movie with yeah so i thought what they were so at the very end credits or not the very end at some point in the credits you know instead of being like the falcon and the winter soldier it said captain america and the winter soldier which is obviously the name of one of the films and so and then immediately after same day they announced oh there's going to be another captain america film with the people who did falcon and the winter soldier at the helm and so i was like are we rebooting this Captain America, you know, it's just a naming. It was there was naming confusion, which is which was just like really, you only have so many names. You could this is very easy to keep clean.
1: Yeah, I would very much not love if Sam and Bucky were going to be going into a movie together, just do another Captain America Winter Soldier movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what we're getting. It just seems kind of like okay, well then what you did a show with them too to set up a movie about them too, rather than give them their own like whatever they're going to be doing. Which you know, I mean, if if it works, it works. (laughs) You know what I mean? But yeah. Seems like a weird, weird plan. I would rather see if we're going to get a Falcon or a, a Sam, you know, Captain America film. I would rather see it be something. They did they did confirm in the credits that Eli's or Eli uh, Bradley is Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Like we were, you know, I was talking about that earlier. Like the oh, character yeah, yeah. Eli Bradley when we saw him, but they never said his name in the show, so it was like, is that him? Is it him? But it, it was confirmed that it is him. So presumably he'll be Patriot in in whatever they're going to end up doing with Young Avengers. And so I thought it'd be kind of cool if we got him kind of following Sam's footsteps, continuing that relationship in the movie or something would be kind of cool. But more Bucky and Sam feels a little like what was the point of
0: this? Tired? Yeah, it feels I mean, I would have rather them said like they'll return in season two or something like that. Right. Not that I don't want the black Captain America to have a film, right? Because that's really what it comes down to is are we sure. giving this character a film? But at the same time, we have explored a lot through the lens of these two. And, it, you know, it's the same reason I'm tired of some of the other Avengers stuff. I'm like, I've se- I've seen a lot. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we are back. Back to my original point is I wonder if we're going to get a Sharon show.
1: Yeah, I would wonder too. Or if she's involved in, if we are getting a Thunderbolt show, because, you know, at the end in that credit scene, you know, she's clearly, I don't know which job they're offering her. If it's their CIA job or if they're talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. is returning or something, I'm not really sure. But we see her very like, okay, cool, great. And then talking to somebody on the phone, is it Valentina? Is it? Thunderbolt Ross is it like who do we we don't know who it is but and she's talked to this person on the phone before <laughs> you know kind yeah. of being you know so someone else is involved
2: I would be happy to see more of her story obviously I just felt it was so lacking in the show the other thing that I didn't love about the show was I didn't really like the U.S. agent I mean I, I like I, that he's yep. the U.S. agent I just don't
0: like that he got any redemption at all it just felt very well they moved on super quick. like not a lot of time has passed between the <laughs> fight that we went into and him murdering someone in cold blood. And suddenly Bucky and Sam are just sort of willing to team up with him. And I felt like the scene where Julia Louis-Dreyfus, what's her character? Valentina, where she talks to him. And it was a perfect example of how too cleanly the show was wrapping things up, right? Where it was just like going to be very blunt about it. It's like, now you're a US agent. You know, you have a new costume. You have a this. We have wrapped the storylines. We are moving forward. I just felt like there was not a lot of nuance to it. And I do think If we'd had two more episodes or whatever it may be, you know, we might have had more time to flesh this out or we didn't need to introduce all of these things in this series and then try and wrap them up so cleanly because I do like a little bit of mess. Otherwise, it just feels so I love the shades of gray.
2: I just didn't Mm -hmm. like that. He got a redemption arc so quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I,
0: I want him to be an interesting character and like all that stuff. I just thought that it was just I don't know he didn't seem to want to redeem himself he doesn't seem to think he's done anything wrong he has not had enough time to think he's done anything wrong is also a problem yeah
2: Yeah, and so I mean maybe they'll keep going with with him in that way but he just is like I don't know it just felt like there wasn't enough consequence there for me you know
1: I liked the sequence when he was fighting trying to get when he's like hunting Carly down and then when he does save try to save the people and I like that and then I like the idea that okay, great, we're going to work with this guy when we're trying to get these Flag Smashers stopped because we have a common enemy right now. But, yeah, it was very kind of chummy, very just kind of like, oh, hey, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you know I wish it mean? was like, just
2: like like a step below that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get the necessity of having to work with him. Like, I did understand that. And I, I do like the Shades of Grey moment where he does save the people, right? Because he's not a totally foregone person, right? Mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, they were like joking with him yeah. and stuff. And I'm like,
1: mm. yeah, it felt very just kind of, it felt very chummy. And it was kind of like, wait, 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 wait a second. This guy <laughs> just did this thing. You're pissed at him. And then he, he's back and he's wearing Captain America's outfit still. Yeah. You know, so it's like, <laughs> you're you're like, or I mean, the Captain America outfit he was given. And he anyway, murdered so, someone
2: with the cap yeah. shield, which is pretty unforgivable, you yeah. know. Right.
1: And then I also, to that point, though, thought it was very strange that after Sam Went on his whole kind of tirade on the news. And some, there were some poignant parts of that that I liked. Some of it was very preachy. There were parts that I really did enjoy about it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after he did all that, and he feels so strong about all this stuff, and he's very torn up about Carly's death, he was so just like BFF with Sharon after. And I was like, I was surprised that there was no sort of kind of, no concern about the fact that she just murdered this woman in cold blood. Even though she did, in fact, get shot first by Carly. And Carly was going to shoot Sam, it seemed it was just very kind of no big deal. You know what right. I mean? Even though he's for very sure that it had, the
2: what was interesting is this, like, I think this is, you know, we're all saying the same thing. It just finished too quickly because there mm-hmm. were consequences yeah. for everything else in the series. Every, everything else was like thought about and discussed and like whatever. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, Oh, okay. Cause they, you yeah. know, him and Carly had a complicated relationship, right? Yeah. So, and then, it's just, you know, yeah. and so I think that he wouldn't necessarily be happy to see her dead no matter what the circumstances. Well, no, he and wouldn't it,
1: even, it, in fact, he wouldn't even fight her because he was saying, I will right. not fight you. And it was yeah. very much mirroring, echoing kind of Steve fighting Bucky in Winter Soldier where he's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to fight right. you. And Bucky's
2: in the shot. And Sharon's perfectly capable of shooting her in the leg or in the arm or like wherever. And obviously we know that Sharon's bad, so that's why she did it. But it was like, he doesn't know that.
0: Well, Matt, to your point of like, he didn't have any questions. I was
1: like, 100%.
0: I don't always feel like Sam is the sharpest tool in the shed. He's not a character who seems to question a lot of things. You know, it's just like he accepts this show is a face value show. I think that's what it comes down to. Sam accepts things at face value. This is a face value show. Now, does it become sort of important in quotation points because of the faces on it and they happen to be diverse? Yeah, fine. But still. I still wish there was more to it.
1: Yeah, I could buy that. But also I think we did spend a lot of time with Sam learning not to see things at such face value. (laughs) And then kind of like and then this tirade he went on talking about and now this girl's dead and no one's asking about the why. No one's asking this and that. He's saying that to these the senator and all these people and stuff. And he's torn up about the fact that she's dead. But then it's just like, Oh hey Sharon <laughs> hey, like girl, I'm doing? still gonna get you. I'm still gonna get you. Don't worry. You're still gonna get amnesty. It's just like and, and it. 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 It didn't have to be a big thing, but I just noticed it being kind of like, oh wow. So wait, do you care?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like it was. Just, it was I mean, just straight. I do understand him not blaming Sharon, but I also am just kind of like, I don't know. It just felt. And then I really yeah. hated the Bucky stuff at the end, where he just like gives up on therapy and talk to the one Asian dad, and suddenly yeah. he's just cured so and happy. You know what I mean? He's just. Cured and like no more. And it was just kind of like,
0: oh, yeah. Question logistical question about that, because I was like, OK, so he was told he doesn't have to go to therapy as part of his probation anymore because, you know, Cap got him off the hook. But then New Cap was deposed as New Cap, you know. So it's like, shouldn't he have had to go back to therapy? Did that rule just stay? What I don't I... know. So, like, shouldn't he have seen
2: the value in what the therapy was yeah. helping him with? And then maybe because, like, he's not done yet. I'm sure
0: he crossed off the name in his book. So that's how therapy works, apparently, according to Marvel. And once you're done with that, you're done with therapy. You're a whole person again. Yeah, effect. it just that's how easy that's it.
1: Is. It just would have been like to that. to you're both the points here. It's like. Sam had to explain to him what that therapy was meaning and what he actually was supposed to be doing and how he should think about it. And so, yeah, it should have been this aha moment of like, oh, wow, this lady knows what she's talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
2: well, I think it should in have making been him, me do
1: this exercise.
2: I feel like in some ways him giving her the book and saying he doesn't need to go to all of these people to get forgiveness or like whatever would have been like a more poignant moment.
1: Right. something yeah because yeah, it would have been of, like i'm like, learning I'm off, I'm that done. this is
2: that this is internal and that like having to worry about how it, you know how it affected other people then isn't going to be important for my growth later yeah yeah
0: we didn't get that. so yeah. i think the biggest takeaway for me from the season and i'm curious what your thoughts are is i didn't love it honestly like it was fine It it killed time okay fine but i am most interested to see will people embrace a black captain america on screen you know in a fe- feature film etc because i do think that is an interesting parallel to where the character's at right it's like okay yes he's not a real superhero but he is still you know a huge black action star that's not from africa and a made up country will people you know when the box office stuff rolls around for cap 4 and assuming it is his character i'm i'm just really curious yeah. as to what that's going to end up looking like
1: i hope so i think that the issue if anything, is that we kinda, we've kind of we touched on this whole time. I think there's something about Sam's character that's not that super interesting to me, and I do think that this series made him more interesting to me, seeing his journey here and stuff and kind of really touching on these uh, very poignant issues that they did. But I still am trying to picture that character leading an entire film solo, let's say, and it being super interesting. To be fair, I don't like the solo Captain America film either. Yeah, so that's yeah. I was
2: like, to be fair, I don't actually like Captain America much. So just vanilla, fits, you know? Now but yes, chocolate. I I'm I'm excited yeah. to yeah, <laughs> see the chocolate version on screen. But I it just feels like another like lame, like great build up lame ending for Marvel.
1: <laughs> that's I, I felt very similarly in the ending as I kind of did with WandaVision in certain ways where I was like I loved this. I loved so much about, I mean, I really did love most of these episodes a lot and I've watched them several times and I was like so into the show. And I think that because I was loving it so much, the ending, because it just like we're talking, it felt so rushed and all these things. It was kind of like, oh, okay. But overall looking back in a year from now, seeing where they take things and stuff to might might I love it more even then? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> but Wanda did a similar thing where by the end of it, I found myself satisfied with that one, satisfied with more things, more big things than I was here somewhat, but still kind of, it left some to be desired, I felt.
2: Yeah, they just, they can't seem to stick the
0: landings. No, they cannot. It's kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah. Well. And I, I think they, they were hinting also at flag smashers continuing on somewhat, because you, did you see that military guy putting, when they was putting the flag smashers in the truck and he said one world, one people or whatever it was? Know. Yeah. And then they obviously got killed by Zemo's, like, butler man. But, you know, it <laughs> seems that they're trying to hint that, like, people agreed with what they were doing. And so it's interesting to see if they're really going de- dive, to like, dive into that and keep going with this aftermath of the blip stuff. Yeah,
0: I'm sure we will
1: see Flag stuff, which is, Yeah, which is interesting. Again.
2: Well, I mean, Carly believed that if she died, the,
0: the movement would move on. Remember when she was like, if we die, it's strong enough. I agree. I I think that's I think they're setting up, you know, an additional also because the blip was such a massive event in that universe. It'd be kind of absurd to not continue to have the side effects of it, you know, just to continue to
1: acknowledge them. Totally. And honestly, that goes back to Civil War. I have appreciated that about the MCU, not to compare and be like, oh, what where sometimes the DC universe is, is lacking in the films comparatively. But I do think that Marvel does like to focus on the aftermath of these big, things that are kind of direct results of what these supers are doing, and I do think that is
0: as opposed to as opposed to what was it, Batman Superman, where it's like yeah, they yes, all, all of the New York City, it it's it's like, millions of people, all of,
1: yeah, all of New York City, but nobody cared, no
2: one cared, yep. yeah, nobody cared yep. at all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. that was just wild. Like watching them just like crash into building after building was like. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: guys? Yeah. No, reg- no <laughs> regard. No regard. That's the, was it like the Transformers movies? Not that they're in the, yes. same, yeah, but it's just, yeah. uh, they're completely destroyed. I'm like, uh, a whole city has been raised to the well, ground. Well, even here. like Kong. Kong yeah, versus... Godzilla versus Kong. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all, no consequences. All right. Well, Yeah. moving on to more senseless, mindless action. We watched Mortal Kombat. How did, how did we- Whatever how did we, do you mean? Yeah. What
2: did, what did you do? I mean, I thought there was definitely- no, I can't even make the joke. There is
0: no plot. What are you no talking about? There's all. a tournament, and then there's the other. No, no, no there's no plot. There's no plot. Yeah, they have I mean, their the own murder had... and like flag smasher type The thing type is, is the tournament like... actually
2: had very little to do with the movie, except for they wanted to kill them before they got to the tournament. I guess, which yeah makes the tournament. Yeah, I don't know who forces everyone to show up at the tournament. Right, that's a good question. And then apparently, whoever watches over to make sure they all follow the rules wasn't doing their job. <laughs> Yeah, you know,
1: the one job they have,
2: right? There's got to be some sort of governing body that sort of forces them to do the things, right? So, yeah, I don't. know I mean,
1: listen, it was it was a movie, and there was (laughs) there was a lot of combat in it.
2: I mean, the most people were very mortal uh Yeah. Yep. Is we watched it in a theater, and there were two rows full of children watching (gasps) no like they were like on a field trip or something to see mortal Kombat, right and you know how bloody and gory that
0: movie (laughs) yes (laughs) so so we're pretty sure we saw them get traumatized yeah because the movie is just a string of murders it's like really just (laughs) literally a string really how how do we creatively kill these people
1: I, i will say that as someone who has very very limited experience with the actual game and the lore I was surprised at the uh, the death toll. I didn't realize it was so just like these people just being killed off left and right as much as like I thought they were all going to be kind of this ensemble cast of very kind of main characters that were going to be like trying to have sequels and stuff. Like I didn't realize everyone was going to just die. So I thought that was interesting.
2: I mean, after watching it, I kind of feel like maybe I thought I had played the game as a kid, but I kind of feel like either this mythos was entirely different than the, <laughs> than the video game. Or, because from what I remember, it was just cage matches a la yes, yes. Street Fighter. It wasn't, yes. there was no, and obviously you have to build more of a mythos than that for a movie. But I, I mean, maybe they thought they were being cool and interesting by never getting to the tournament.
0: But I kind of feel like everyone training for the tournament would have been the movie I wanted to watch. No, because they did that for way too long. There was like, it was like 30 or 40 minutes of training. And I was just, if this movie. No, had I mean been, like fun
2: each other. Like you could do it slower. Than
0: oh, did. sure. But I'm like, if this movie had been 90 minutes, I think it would have been much, much better. I mean, that's still not good, but it would have been much better. But it was two hours long. And the first 30 minutes for me, at least, I was like, oh, this, I laughed out loud at multiple points. I don't think they intended for me to laugh out loud, but I definitely laughed. And then it just got into this eternal training montage, limited character development, rule breaking. Now we're at a tournament. Now we're introducing, they're like constantly introducing more characters because they keep killing the ones they've introduced. It just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it wasn't so bad. I wanted it to be so bad that it was, like, Jiu-Jitsu, which is a movie I keep talking about. Or Wicker Man or just any Nick Cage film. Yeah,
2: I thought it was going to be bad enough to be really, really funny. And it wasn't quite that bad. No, which is disappointing. It was
1: just kind of in the middle. But I will say I wasn't, for someone who does zone out in a lot of action usually, I wasn't super bored.
2: I wasn't super bored. And I honestly didn't fall asleep, which
1: is something. I mean, she fell asleep in Kong Godzilla. I did. You know?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that for me, I was very bored and distracted by, once I hit the halfway point, I was like, no, I'm not, and was just, you know, on my phone, because I watched it at at home. But see, if I had watched it at home, it probably
2: would have been different. Like, I don't know. I would have made it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Although I was like, if I'd watched this in theaters, I think I would have been like, I'm going to go get a snack. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I know, nothing's going to, nothing, nothing will progress plot wise until the very, Mm -hmm. very end. So does it really matter?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, we touched on it already with the plot problems here, but I think that that's my most sad thing, is that even with all of the action and all the craziness that this movie was, I just, it's weird to me to think that, like, you you green light a film based on, like, one of the more popular video game franchises, I'd say, with a pretty big following, and you have this chance to really, like, create slash expand upon the existing mythos in a way that's, like, really cool, and it's like, this is what you did? Yeah. You know, like I just, I just, I, they, 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 they done did something
2: They spent money on this film too. Oh, they spent so much money oh, on this too. Like, because it, yeah. it looked yeah. decent. Money they looked really decent. on this movie. Uh, and they made some really interesting choices. Even like set design wise, I was just disappointed because, like, the enemy planet. I mean, does anyone even want to live there? It was just barren wasteland. Why would you care about living there?
1: That's where bad people live, Jackie.
2: And then this like training facility that they have, there's not a single cushion in the goddamn place. They were all just hanging out on rock.
0: (laughs) In fairness, yes, it was very uncomfortable. In fairness, I believe that those are like combat stages or like arenas in the game and so they were trying to translate them into like somewhere that would make sense for these fighters actually to be i mean sure but you can make them look like someone could live there well yeah but that's why the people who live there are all like messed up i mean it would make sense
2: why they wanted to conquer earth you know clearly because they true have anywhere to sleep ever but you're giving more
0: motivation in your (laughs) thoughts than the entire movie gave to these characters
2: No, I'm trying.
0: i want somewhere comfortable to sleep better motivation than the entire <laughs> film actually the subtext that we didn't actually see in the film on screen but would have made more sense yes we want to conquer earth because they have pillows <laughs>
1: <laughs> which i mean better place
0: yeah, yeah. that would um, make more sense than what was presented to us
2: and i loved that the like i mean matt and i laughed out loud when we saw the where the throne was and the evil planet i don't even know what the evil planet is called but like it was so far out on this peninsula that it was very clear that this was not structurally sound at all like there was just like no way that this piece of rock could jut out that far and like you know when
1: they well, had like Jurassic Park gates leading into it but if someone had like super jumping skills they could have just jumped around the gates it was like this was very secure anyway it yeah just felt it very was not
2: <laughs> I, w- I went deep in my head on this planet situation and it was it's just probably more than it deserved i yeah, definitely
0: it's so interesting because you're, you're right. You said somebody, you said earlier, like they spent money on it. And yet there are certain like CG things that every time they did something with the eyes, because I used to work in visual effects. I, we, you know, did a lot of like eye tracking stuff and I'm sure they were able to do it automated. But back in the day, you literally just like hand went over it if you had to. And I was just like, this is on par with what I was doing 10 years ago by hand. So I guess you're spending all your money on other sequences, but uh, there were part I laughed at a lot of those moments. Where I was well, like, there
2: oh. was all these moments too, like at the end where, you know, he kills them because he does this cool super thing. If you'd been able to do that this whole time. No,
0: like, they had to unlock their, whatever they call it.
2: <laughs> no, because he already had it unlocked. It
0: was, it was the sub- like, the, no, they, guy with- it's like they're super moves. They have like super moves in the game.
1: Yeah. But like the, also the lightning guy who was the, The the head of the nice ones, or I mean, of the people we're rooting for, I guess. Yeah. He had seemingly had a lot more power later on that he couldn't like get involved, but he was getting involved.
0: I feel like it was like Tolkien rules. You know, it's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) wizards can only do so much.
0: This guy was
2: apparently, he's not supposed to be involved, but clearly they were not following the rules, this other team. So like, isn't your whole job... To get involved at that point,
0: yeah, it just it made no sense no. whatsoever. And i I have to give credit to those actors because the lines they delivered with straight yes. faces were just. And it, I'm like, I'm sad, but I'm also not because apparently this actually. Well, this is not a good metric to measure it against, but it made more the box office than Tenet or Wonder Woman 84 or whatever, it, it's the theatrical box office. But it's also like, oh, people are getting vaccines. Theaters are opening again. OK, whatever. But there are so many actors in this who I really like and support. And they're always like the side characters. But I'm like, everyone is a side character in this. so it actually Even Louis Tan, who's supposed to be sort of the main character, is actually a side character by the end. I was like, what is that? Why would you set him up that? Also, I do not believe for a second that he's old enough to have a kid that old. Even though, like, you well, know, Asian also, no yeah. raisin, but like, he's not that much older than I am. Well, that, was like, that was a and
2: lot. And also, like, I don't know, him just like going back home, knowing that they were, he was leading everyone back to his family. Like, he still knew they were out there I looking for him. I, just, I think you know, I
1: leaned to you at that point and said that Jackie, because I was yeah. like, we just couldn't. I couldn't. I was like, wait, you only you, he accepted everything so easily, and you only went because you wanted to protect your family and then when you decided to quit cuz your powers weren't emerging as quickly as you'd like them to you just went like back to like your family.
2: were like one training session we didn't yeah. even get a montage. You we know
1: didn't... you're going to be hunted.
2: It was so bizarre.
1: Yeah, it was just it was uh, weird. So bad. Weird, weird, weird. But you're right cuz the the script was really really bad. But they they did it with straight faces. They all gave it. You know, and the
2: actor gave it the actors gave it their all. I will yeah, say they it. tried. They really yeah. did. That was utter gibberish. It's not their fault. There was no plot.
0: Would you recommend the film? Uh, well. Do you regret watching the film? I think is a better... I don't...
2: I guess I don't I regret, regret it. watching it. But I will say that, like, only watch... If, if you like movies like Transformers, then yes, watch this film.
1: Yeah. Would you recommend this ch- like
2: a... to young children who apparently went to see
1: 100%. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I if you... that was a
2: great plan, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: And this, I, I would say maybe if you're someone... And maybe... To me, it seemed like some of it was pretty cool. I don't know if I'm totally off base here, but if you're someone who, like, really gets your rocks off on really cool, like, fight choreo and stuff, I thought some of the fight scenes were pretty cool, yeah. the way they were choreographed. I don't know if they were yeah, exceptional fun. or not, but if that's, like, your thing, you might have a lot more fun watching this than the average viewer who doesn't care.
0: I was thinking about that in the context of, I was like, it doesn't feel innovative because they're just taking choreography from the video game. And they're sort of making it exist in a 3D camera space because the video game is so like plain, like it's on the same plane and they're just like fighting against each other. It's the old school one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But even then I was like, oh, but you just, you you didn't come up with this. Somebody else came up with this.
2: Which maybe if you're a big fan of the game or something,
0: I don't know. I mean, clearly they, whoever made this had a lot of references to the game because I didn't play that much. I was more of like a street fighter person, if at all, I wasn't a huge combat game person, but. I was like, I know some of these references. I know a lot of these references, and clearly, it was made with love. So I'll give it that. Yeah. All right. Well. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go on another rant about the beginning, but I was like, eh. oh. <laughs> not worth.
2: Yeah. Beating this,
0: beating this dead horse. <laughs> well, okay. Actually, about, no. Say it about the beginning, because I thought I thought they released the first seven minutes online like a couple days before, and I was like, oh, this looks okay. All right. And then it's of course those seven minutes. The rest of the film is absolutely nothing at all like those seven minutes. I was like, they tricked everyone. That's how they got everyone. I was joking with Matt even because he
2: like leans over to his wife when he's about to go just get water. And like apparently a normal day where like nothing we're supposed to think is going to happen. He's like, I love you and I'm so grateful for you. And he just like goes off to get water. And I was like, oh. Oh, so we, everyone's going to die? <laughs> yeah, that's not what you whisper to your partner every morning?
1: Something bad's going to happen? That what you're saying? So I was just
0: like laughing
2: because I was like, oh, so clearly everyone's dying.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Well, moving on to other movies that I thought made no sense as well. Stowaway on Netflix. Yeah. Jackie, you're fresh off it. How'd you feel? So there was a lot that I liked about it, I will say, actually. Okay. I
2: really enjoyed that they gave us intelligence. And then they didn't shove the story down our throats and explain to us what's happening every second. They sort of let us sort of sit with all of the stuff just like we would if we were the crew. And I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of interesting that we never got anyone else's point of view. Like we could never hear
0: mm-hmm. what the, the ground crew ground control, was saying. Yeah.
2: Or yeah. And we never really got like any messages from home or any of that. It was a very contained story, which I thought was very interesting way to tell a story in I thought that was pretty cool. It honestly lost me at the slow, solar flares. Yeah. I think that there was enough going on to be suspenseful and interesting and like whatever at that time. You didn't need the extra stress slash weird mm-hmm. decision to go back immediately and then just go back out.
1: Yeah. Matt? Yeah, I'm probably shocking nobody, but I really enjoyed this movie.
0: Did you really? Oh, my one of, one of these days. One, yeah, okay. I, I mean, again, <laughs> I'm
1: legitimately I think,
0: actually shocked.
1: Well, I think we have to just understand that clearly. I am a outer space drama movie person. I, I just, I, I, they, it's a, it's a setting that already is setting a movie in a, a a place that I'm gonna probably like it more than if it was set somewhere else. That's what i have learning about myself. <laughs> but okay. I found this movie, I mean, yeah, it was slow and I, you know, I agreed with pretty much most of what Jackie just said about the setting and I loved all that. I, I don't know, with that whole, the whole sequence going out there to get that oxygen through the ending, I was like not breathing. I was tense. I, I was like like. I really wish I was like, so
2: into it like that. But once the solar flares happened, for some reason it just took me immediately out of it. I was just like, ugh, of course. And I just like was over the whole sequence, even though I'm sure that can happen. And I don't know much about space, you know, beyond what I've seen in movies and stuff. So maybe solar flares are like a thing that happens all the time, but I would have liked to throw away line that was like, okay, we have to get this done because we're getting into solar flare
1: territory or Mm -hmm. some,
2: I don't know that it didn't feel like,
1: I don't think they expected this. I don't, I don't know the science of what's possible.
2: Yeah. See, that's the thing is maybe I need to learn more about solar flaring situation well I don't think
1: that they knew the storm was coming at all which well I
2: would assume that yeah but and then they
1: found out it was coming but then by the time they got back and the storm was there he said that they had that oxygen tank that they were filling up that they had to leave is just sitting there and it's it won't make it through the storm so it's like now we only have enough for two people to live so if someone wants to go back out there and sacrifice themselves they can save us the rest of us
0: yeah I mean, just at any point, if they had said, oh, and also because, you know, they're doing the, like the training to go outside because he hadn't done it or whatever, but like, oh, and watch out for solar flares. You know, like we have to be careful about that. They just, they, if they would introduced that phrase earlier. Matt, I'm with you in that I love space movies, but I also have a very high standard for them as a byproduct. And the logic in this one from the start was just nonsense because, and admittedly, this from the trailers, I knew it was going to be a problem for me, but I was willing to give it a chance. Mm -hmm. The idea that a human being, that a a rocket ship could take off, you know, that we've been able to get people to Mars, but a rocket ship could take off with a human being who is not supposed to be on board, on board, already problematic to me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, there's a there's a plot here that I could have bought into if it was like, oh, did he intentionally stow away? Like, what are his intentions? Was he nefariously here or was he truly like a dum-dum and got stuck on the ship? You know, like what what's going on here? But nope, they didn't explore that at all. And then you've got these characters who they set up as very intelligent, right? They are all very competent characters, which I was really excited by. I was like, cool, you're showing off very early, maybe in a little heavy-handed way, being like, whoa, they went to Ivy League schools. But Tony Collette's been on multiple missions. So you've got these characters who are very, very smart. From, again, so, okay, let's say they discover this guy. We don't know his intentions. They should have been like, we don't have enough food to get him to Mars. That's step one, right? Forget the oxygen. You have not provisioned for four people to get to Mars. And then from that point on, it was just worse and worse decisions to me. And the way it ended, and the one person, the one character you shouldn't sacrifice is the doctor. Because if somebody gets hurt, if one of the other two get hurt, and the doctor is no longer there, you've doomed everyone to die. So like, why would Anna Kendrick, I am uh, so frustrated.
1: I didn't like the doctor going out to die. I assumed, and I, who knows what the, what the real story is, I guess, but I assumed that they were thinking a scientist who's trying to. Figure out how to grow crops and stuff like that is like the point of the mission. And I know, like, he on the ship, his stuff. He had to sacrifice all this and all that stuff's gone. But getting him to Mars so that he can study and do what he needs to do there to actually establish life on Mars might be more. But he can't, do it at that more point.
0: They can't anymore. I thought.
1: But I mean, he couldn't. I don't right, know. If but at like, that
0: point, he's used all of his algae.
1: Yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> I can't but, believe like, I said know, that was, with a straight and, face almost. <laughs> But I mean, I guess like that was his plan, but then I, I guess I'm just thinking like maybe there's more research he need, he can still do and try to think of things, like not like saying if they're going to set up a colony right when they get there, but Anna Kendrick decided that he, the value he was going to bring to actually the idea of setting up life on Mars is going to be more than what she's bringing to it at that point. But I I, I totally agree that like, on this flight and all this stuff like you don't want the doctor to go because like what What if something happens to one of you, you know? I mean, I like, think she was the, the most
2: interesting character of all of them because I think she was the one that they built out the most kind of. And so I was sad that she. I think it was obvious from the way that they sort of built her character as someone who's compassionate and like whatever that she would probably be the one to sacrifice herself. But I think it should have been plant guy, algae dude, just because his all of his stuff was ruined already.
0: I but, thought they were going to go that direction as well, but then he was like, "Oh, my wife back on Earth." I was like, "Okay, well, it's not going to be him." I thought it
2: should have been uh, Tony
0: Collette.
1: I kind of thought she was going to do it, uh, but maybe also, she and,
2: couldn't just you know. because she's the only one who knows how to fly the plane.
1: I guess. Well, I have to believe that, like, and maybe, maybe not, and maybe this goes to your point, Stan, about not making a lot of sense. But I feel like in these movies that we watch, these you know, space, it's like. Someone is operating the plane, and obviously she's the commander, but then if that person were to, something were to happen to them, there has to be a second in command who's, like, trained enough to be able to, like, complete this without her, you know? So, I would think.
0: Ironically, they sort of address that, right? Because she breaks her arm, and then nobody else can repair the thing. You know, they try and do that sort of secondhand, also, why didn't they just turn around? Like, that's my biggest question, right? Like, there's a certain point where they should have just been like, okay, we got to we gotta stop, abort, abort mission, you know?
1: Yeah, well, she I, said there wasn't enough fuel to turn around because you, when you have to stop, restart, go back around, whatever, it takes up, like, a huge amount that they wouldn't have enough to be able to do, apparently.
2: Well, because from what I know about Apollo 13, which I thoroughly enjoy, <laughs> is that there's a swing action That happens is what gets them back into the atmosphere. They don't actually have enough fuel to do it themselves. So there's like a, remember they had to do this special angle. It's like
1: ricochet around. Right.
2: And they had to be able to ricochet around the moon in order to get back. I don't know. It's the same for Mars. Okay. I'm just like going off.
1: In Martian. In the Martian it was, but I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't Um, really know either.
2: And so like, it makes sense to me. They couldn't turn back, I guess. But what doesn't really make sense is there. I mean, there's only the one like life support thing. But I I mean, we could pick at those kind of details all the time. And I, but I do think like, I really liked, I did like a lot of it. I just didn't really like the end. But I think that in some ways you're not supposed to like the end, right? Because someone has to die just to keep going. And then we don't even get to see them discover things.
0: I mean, for me, when I say they should turn back, I mean, abort the mission, like stop the rocket, right? Like let's say, and, and I will acknowledge that. And I think the Martian actually dealt with this pretty well. Like, okay, you'd be stuck in space. You'd be sort of be floating or you'd be slowing down and then they'd have to, is there another rocket that could come rescue you is the big question. But I feel like they like docked onto something at some point. Like that was an exit point. It just, uh, I was—I just, just, no, no, it made no sense to me. And I can't, I can't get over it. In a, especially in a movie that you are setting up a bunch of very smart seeming characters that they are making illogical decisions.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it until Solar Flares. For some reason that was, a breaking point for me,
0: that's fair. Yeah. Would, would you, we, I feel like I've made it clear, I do not recommend this film. but
1: <laughs> I, I recommend it if you, uh, you
0: know. Oh yeah, I recommend it. I know
2: plenty of people who wouldn't think too hard about most of it. So <laughs> I think they would just enjoy it for the, the human questions, you know. Do we yeah. kill someone? Do we let them kill themselves?
0: <laughs> I guess I, 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 this probably speaks yeah. to my childhood where I approach most sci-fi from a Vulcan perspective growing up, I was pretty much only allowed to watch Star Trek and Sesame Street, which I think says everything about me as an adult. Like, it just explains who I am. <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> identifying with Spock early and being like, yes, that's illogical. Like, you wouldn't... What? Why would you take the doctor out? Because that means you're putting everyone else <laughs> at Like, what? No, sacrifice yeah. this one. They have, like, the... You know, it's so... Yeah, that's my whole approach to space fiction.
1: Yeah, I have... A, mine is... You know, I mean, one of my absolute favorite movies is, is 2001, A Space Odyssey. And, you know, ever, ever since that... When I was a little kid, I loved that movie even, and it's like obviously I don't compare this to that, but in general, when it's like we're in space and stuff, there's so much we see so much science fiction and we see so much fantasy like Star Wars or something like that that's not really rooted in science, but we we see the way things just happen and and stuff like that in space. That like I think my s- space is so fascinating to me, and I would love to be able to. ever do like a tour to the moon that a civilian could go to? Like I would 100% do it. Like it's so fascinating to me. That it feels not real in a way where like my suspense of disbelief is probably on a different level when it comes to these outer space things. Because it's just so something I don't understand the logistics of most of it. And so when you get to this mm-hmm. like, character stories that we got to and stuff, I found it fascinating. And then like, you know, a stowaway on board. Uh, the guy like he, we talked about, you know, like he said, he's just dumb and was stuck in there. Didn't even realize when they were taking off whatever, whatever the logistics were on how that mistake happened. It's like, I don't even think about it. Cause I'm just like, okay, maybe well, I and, I almost, <laughs> you know?
2: and to be, to be honest, I almost like that. They never really explain it. Like, I kind of like that things fucking happen. And like, maybe we never get an answer on like why he was knocked out and no yeah. one knew he was there. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and I think, like, I, yeah, he passes out with the, Force of you know. I would assume all, whatever, he was passed like, out
2: before it happened, right?
1: Probably, but well, probably before yeah. it. Before yeah, he that's off. true. Because like, something even medically enough, right?
2: happened to him while he was in there, right?
1: And Tony collette's character did. She was suspicious of him at first and thought he was trying. He was a yeah. stowaway that was intentionally there and stuff. So they addressed that a little bit, but then it kind of got to the when it seemed like he was clearly freaked out about it. But I do think, as cool of an opportunity as it is to be like, okay, cool, I'll just be here on this ride to- for five months to Mars. This will be great. We'll be back in two years. I do think his character accepted it really quickly, which, which I, thought I know we were gonna to get, he was in training.
2: I thought we were going to get some dirt, but I thought we were going to get more suspicion of him at some point. Right. You know yes, what I mean? I like, wanted that. Some detail would, would arise that sort of makes everyone look at him sideways a little bit or something. Yeah. I don't so, think, I mean, I don't think it needed
0: it, but I, but I do think it would have been interesting to do. I think it would have been much more interesting because to me, my frustration comes from, okay. This movie does not seem to be set that much further in the future, right? And just knowing how much human effort has to go into these launches, the fact that not a single person involved did a check, did a whatever, and didn't notice a carcass in a rocket ship is is suspension of disbelief beyond my ability at this point. Like I just couldn't. And and again, (laughs) I I, mean, Dina, why did you watch this movie? (laughs) That's the whole premise. I know I shouldn't have watched the movie. Is really what it came down to. <laughs> but so what? What I think part of the reason I was sucked in is in the trailer. At one point, they cut it together. The kudos to the trailer editor because they got me. You know, they talked about oh, they they played up the the suspicion part, and I was like, oh, is this person intentionally stowing away? You know, oh, he said, oh, we took off without him. I was like, what if? I would have liked also a potentially a scenario where this is you know this is Tony Collette's last mission. The other two really want to get to Mars. Blah blah blah, and they know he's on board and they are like we can either launch and risk it and like just like kidnap this man essentially or we can abort and they choose to kidnap him that's also a story i would have been interested in but not this like complete accident
1: i could see that i think for me it'd be different if because from my the way i understood it is like you know they took off they go up to the the actual ship they're going to be on and then they go Was he, I mean, unless I missed something, was he in the rocket on Earth that they took off in? Or was he in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did he? The one on Earth. Which is the one on Earth. Okay. Because I I think he was in the one on
0: Earth. Yeah. I think he was the ground.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He said he was, he was a ground engineer.
1: Ground. Yeah. Ground engineer.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Um, you know, I think the other, the other challenge for me is, you know, Netflix is committed to a new original movie every week this year. And I am someone who believes that, hey, yeah, streaming ones can be just as good as theatrical ones potential. We shouldn't have a stigma attached, right? And yet, every week, these Netflix original ones consistently disappoint me because they're either, you know, great talent, mildly poor execution, or just, you know, there's always something off about them so far that has yet to
1: really be like,
0: yeah, that's an example of one like, you know, screw you, old school distribution system. All
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, <laughs> c- I, c- I-, I could agree I with that. I can feel cause...
0: that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But also, I don't think I've seen a recent space movie that was any good. That's fair. I mean, I hated Ad Astra. Oh, I'll take this over Ad Astra. Yeah. That's how much I hated See, Ad Astra. Yeah, I didn't Astra.
1: hate that one either. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate that one. But... I am trying
2: to. Think. I didn't even finish it. I just walked out. I was like, I can't anymore. I don't care.
0: I wish I had. Yeah. The last one that comes to mind for me is like Arrival.
1: Yeah, I love Arrival. Ooh, Arrival's fantastic. And then, um, and then obviously it was earlier than that, but I... And there could be dumbness in it too, but I love Gravity. I'm one of those people. And
2: I mean, I liked Annihilation. Oh. I wouldn't necessarily consider that a space movie, but
1: I hate I hate Annihilation. But oh, that's okay.
2: for different reasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. We talked about that last week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but wow. anyway, I mean Yeah. yeah
0: I can
2: uh, yeah, I can understand being disappointed.
0: Well speaking of disappointment, what a transition. <laughs> the Oscars were Yesterday, as of us recording this, Matt and I watched the telecast. Jackie was smart and did not. (laughs) It's not available, but also... I mean,
2: the thing is, is, like, I I genuinely considered just buying a a subscription to something for a month so I could just watch the stream, but...
0: No, if there was a year not to do it, it was this year. Just to go over the format briefly of, like, the actual show. So they had it in Union Station, which they usually have at the Kodak Theater. Only the nominees, and then they got a plus one, were allowed to go. And then there were multiple theaters around the world where some of the international nominees were. And there's no host. And I swear to God, they let everybody talk for like five minutes. The intros took a really long time. The winner speeches took a really long time. It was just super, I don't know, I felt it was really uncomfortable. And Matt, I want to hear what you thought of the telecast part. But I felt like also there were a lot of white people thanking people of color just for existing. You know, not even like being like, oh, you've won. Just being like, thanks for being here. We swear we're not racist
1: i agree with that i i was sad that it wasn't at used to be the kodak now it's the dolby i believe but same location but yeah i was sad it wasn't there because the vibe was so different i i will say the year that they went without the host i believe it was the year that it was going to be kevin hart and then they fired him and then i think that was the year that they decided not to have one or maybe it was before that i don't remember but
0: i will I say think, that i think that year, was the
1: correct year yeah Okay, yeah, like that year I I was really like, oh, my God, what are you going to do without a host? And then I thought that the show was pretty, pretty good, you know, still without a host. And they had Tina and Amy come out to intro it and they had a big they did a big monologue at the beginning and stuff and did the whole like fun thing. And so it was like, okay, this felt okay. This year, you know, they had Regina King start the show out and she looked incredible and all this was great. And her her speech was decent enough. But if there was a year that you needed a host, I really thought this was the one. For a show that was so different and felt so much smaller and condensed, this should have been just a comedy routine, like the Globes do it usually. And I was really, I'm Mm -hmm. so superficial, but I was so sad that the stage and everything was so lame. looking. I even, I know it's in this smaller area, but that I love the Oscar stage. It's so cool, you know? And they just didn't do anything this time. It was just curtains and some rope. And I was like, yeah.
0: So yeah, the stage was literally like a sad podium, a microphone. I did two screens.
2: Yeah. Because I saw pictures. And I will say, and this is a reaction I did not expect for myself, but I did start crying because I saw a ramp to the stage, which they've literally never had before. Oh. And I know that that's like a, <laughs> it was, it took me by surprise too. We did not expect to have such yeah. a strong reaction to that. But as a tiny child, I used to, of course, like we all do, right? Picture ourselves winning Oscars and stuff. And I remember that I always had the thought that was, oh, but I can't get on the stage. Like, oh. how will I get on stage? And, like, obviously, yeah. the older I got, it was like, oh, well, they'll just build me a ramp. But the older I get also, the more I realize that people are kind of shitty. And, like, I would probably just have to wait backstage and see if I won, right?
1: You could go up there, but you'd have to go around the side. so Yeah, and it would just be, bike.
2: like, it wouldn't be the same experience everyone else gets when they get on that stage. And they obviously built it for Crip Camp, which was nominated for documentary film. And there was quite a few wheelchair users that were nominated as part of that. So that was cool to see. And I, I mean, I'm going to be sad, you know, if we go back to the Dolby and we don't make those sort of accommodations just because as a young, young girl,
0: it would have meant a lot to me to see a ramp.
1: Mm-hmm. Goes out there.
0: Yeah, that's, that's super valid. And I don't know if it's because the format of this year or it's because Sound of Metal was nominated, but I saw a lot of ASL interpreters in the audience and I'm this is. Ter- I was like, I'm not sure who they're interpreting for. Like, in part, just because like it was very hard to get a grasp of where people were seated. Because I feel like,
1: yeah,
0: they I mean, always- Marley Maten was there.
1: Marley, yeah, Marley Mar- Madden was there. Yeah,
0: yeah but, but there were definitely other people who were interpreting yeah. at different points, and. Sure. In the regular sort of theater style theater, they relegate the less glamorous categories to like really far away seats, and so this year it was weird because it was like, oh, it's technically a much smaller space, but even then you could still tell that people had yeah. been relegated to super bizarre spots in the station, and so you know I saw, but I saw some interpreters there, and I was, like, oh, maybe it was for Crip camp then.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't know, but and and also it was just uh, seeing wheelchair users on the red carpet.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it absolutely.
2: Emotional for me which is, you know, surprising, like, the depth of the emotion I had there. But it was very, like, to see, I looked up, you know, the people and, and stuff and, and saw that they had, like, had, um, Gucci had, like, made a suit for the director and he has some, uh, a different body than most would, right, because he's disabled. And it was very interesting to, to see, I don't know, it just made me happy to see that, you know, they, they had the same opportunities to be dressed well and also get on stage. I mean, of course, I was sad that it lost my pet octopus. Um, but.
0: So I, That that was a downright, like, such a, yep. I totally feel you in terms of there were a lot of actually really important sort of moments for diversity and, and wins on those signs, but it just felt muted this year. And part of it's just because it is this, the year that we're coming off of, and it does feel weird to be celebrating Again, the telecast itself felt very odd because Regina King in the beginning was like, Yeah, you know, we're treating this like a movie set. When the cameras are on, masks can come off, but when they're not, masks on, and there was no consistency to it. And I just was super uncomfortable seeing so many people so close together. And yeah, it just didn't feel as celebratory. And so seeing, you know, the the women who won for hair and makeup were the first women of color, black women nominated in that category and they won. And it was just this like it was an exciting moment, but it was also just sort of like clap, 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 clap. Seeing for me, Chloe Zhao win the second woman ever to win, first uh, Asian woman. You know, it was super exciting. But then there were just all these little things that under. Also, I'd want to talk about the order change at the end. But um, oh, yeah. there were.
2: <laughs> I mean, that was embarrassing. <laughs> from what I read,
0: yeah, it was really weird. But <laughs> again, for me, it was like I was really happy for these moments, but also just. Felt really tense during the entire ceremony, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and I said, I was texting a friend when we were watching it, and I had said, that I was thinking it was the first, one of the first guys who won an award. And he was talking about, I forget who it was, but he was talking about, like we mentioned, like, you know, you sit and you watch The Oscars as a kid, and you've always dreamed of this and all this, whatever. And I'm like, God, imagine finally, like again, I'm not going to complain about getting an Oscar, but imagine finally getting your Oscar and finally getting your chance. And like, this is the Oscar ceremony that you have, that you get to attend right. and, and have that win at. Yeah. It's, it's still a win. It's still amazing. But it's just a thing where it's like, oh man, <laughs> this is not the Oscars you dreamed of as a kid. And it, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying about it was weird, kind of felt weird. And then also the, you mentioned earlier, and I forgot to touch on it, but the, the length that they let people talk and all of the descriptions that they were forced to read about each nominee when they were going through the nominees it was just like it took an hour and a half to announce any any can- any <laughs> award every every time it was just like oh my god it was just so yeah. long-winded and it just felt kind of clunky and weird in that way but I still enjoyed watching would i watch it again if i know what i know now yes i would have watched it again like i you know I, i'm not gonna watch it a second time but i just mean like knowing i haven't missed an oscars since when i was old enough to care which is probably when i was like seven six seven whatever i've watched every single one i always will it's one of my favorite days of the year i love the red carpet but yeah i was different sad felt cheaper
0: also the thing about the intros to the nominees there wasn't consistency to them they'd be like oh For this group of people, we're going to talk about their first job on a movie set. For this group of people, we're going to talk about what got them into filmmaking. But some of the questions were really fluff and, like, the answers were terrible. And some of them were thoughtful and interesting. And I was just like, make it consistent. You know, be like, here's your one icebreaker fun fact. Anybody's been to any terrible corporate retreat ever. You know, it's just, like, low-hanging fruit there. And so... I felt like that was another way in which it was sort of unequal in the way they were treating the people who are already having to go to this sort of compromised Oscar ceremony, right? It's like, this is your potentially one shot and you're being introduced as like, this person made pop, well, actually that, I think it was like Aaron Sorkin or something was like made popcorn. So never mind, Aaron Sorkin will be fine. But again, it just made me sad that they were making things very bizarre for this already kind of compromised year for these nominees. And I just didn't feel a joyousness. to, And maybe they did, you know, maybe as long as they had time. But also imagine imagine being one of the nominees not physically located in one of the locations. It's like you, you know, you were sitting outside in the cold on your own in the dead of night or in the early morning or whatever. Yeah, it just uh, made me sad.
1: I mean, Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher were two who were like in Australia. And, you know, they're fine. They've been before, but they were there. And I remember they were like standing outside in front of a thing and it looked fine, but it was like, yeah there were some yeah, that in front of the city opera in, house
0: yeah.
1: yeah yeah which is great but i just mean like there were some people many people lesser well-known than them that yeah probably weren't in the right spots and that was sad and then the dolby theater i thought it was interesting we did the whole thing where brian cranston was like walking through it and doing the whole awards part yeah. and i um thought that was interesting because i was like from a production standpoint i was like you know i bet that i bet you they agreed to do this at the dolby so that the Dolby could still get some sort of filming fee from them to stay in good standing so that they can do it with Dolby next year. (laughs) Because I was like, they just had to include the Dolby still in it. (laughs) It was such a Yep. I had that same thought. They couldn't
0: get their deposit back or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They were like, okay, well we have to pay them a filming location fee. And Dolby would have been mad at them if they withdrew because they're hurting, no doubt. You know, they couldn't have any, they can't have any live performances there all year. So I thought that was just kind of like a, okay, cool, whatever. But it was also kind of like, really? (laughs) It just felt weird. But with the amount of people that were allowed to be in attendance and with the spacing out they wanted with the different tables and stuff, it would have looked really weird if we were at the Dolby. It just would have. All those seats. Agreed. (laughs) They would have just been, you know, because sometimes we would see a shot like Daniel Kaluuya's mother and sister who were like in an audience somewhere, but in seats and stuff. They'd show a shot of them when he was delivering his speech. And there was like them and then there'd be a bunch of spaces like someone kitty corner behind them. And then so it was so spaced out that I was like, if the whole thing was at the Dolby and it looked like this, it would have been wild.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually couldn't figure out why they were allowed to attend just because no, no, no disrespect to them, but nobody else got their. It seemed like nobody else got plus ones like that. Everyone got one plus one. It was like the person sitting next to you, but they were dialed in from London at the British Film Institute. And so I was like, okay, but I mean his speech. Just go to go into the winners. His speech was so awkward and funny and uncomfortable. Just I don't know if you wild. saw Jackie. He just was like, it was like a stream of consciousness. And then he just goes, like, yeah, my mom and dad had sex once. And like, I'm here now. Whoa, that's wild. And you, they just cut to his mom and she just looked <laughs> like a mom would look if their like- son had just said that <laughs> <at the laughs> stage of the world. And it was hilarious.
2: She was like, She's like, Did you yeah. we have to say that right now? Like, yeah. That- like, honey, really. Yeah, he pro- he yeah. obviously didn't write a speech, so no, he did not. Yeah, yeah. But
1: and neither did Emerald Fennell, or Fennell, How you say the last oh, name? Yeah. And um, and I thought I, she's she's so out there and weird, whatever. But I thought she made me laugh a couple times though.
0: <laughs> oh. I like her, and I wanted her to win, or her or Lee Isaac Chung. But she was the first award of the night, and I was like, "These intros are really long. The speech is really rambly, She's not getting cut off. Oh my god, is this the tone for the evening?" And it was the tone for the evening.
1: No one got ushered off by music.
0: Yeah, nobody got. Compl- oh, oh interesting.
1: Or did someone?
0: I heard it start to play once, and it was okay. after a considerable amount of time.
1: Okay, and then going out onto a commercial break because they had the person who was like the voice of the ostrich, Because. I don't know if you saw Jackie in articles, but I know we we kind of joked about it. Steven Soderbergh like, produced this, but essentially they were trying to treat the whole show as if it was a movie mm-hmm. in a weird way. And so the voiceover person was trying to be like funny sometimes and like you know, the joke, but was kind of narrating, like, going in um, into like they do a back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like essentially. She had said at one point after one of these long speeches, whatever, one of the things going in was something like, and I assure you, we are still running on time. So don't worry, like some, some weird thing like that. And I laughed at that. But I was just oh, like, yeah, are we yeah.
0: now? They <laughs> were not on time.
1: <laughs> it went over.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm i pretty sure no Oscars ever
2: has been on time, right? I'm
0: like, that's no. not a thing. I remember there have been one or two and I was shocked. Oh, I was going to say, I saw somebody say like, Michelle Bouteau for Oscars narrator 2022. She's the narrator <laughs> on The Circle
1: oh yes
0: she's so funny though honestly yeah As well i was gonna favorite.
1: say it's wild that they went over still when they didn't even have the performances because the performances it took place on a different stage beforehand so they didn't even have the live songs done and it's like that usually takes up a little chunk of time and they didn't even do that
0: they didn't even do the like hey here's a clip from each of the 10 like the however many nominated films too they just skipped right over that
1: yeah they showed clips for like the well, acting and that was it
0: And didn't they clearly, like, make
2: Best Actor last because they hoped everyone thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win and then he didn't?
1: That's the assumption that that's why they did it because it was bizarre. And what else was really weird is they also had Renee announce Best Actress and Joaquin announce Best Actor, which usually they switch it Mm -hmm. and where it's like the actress announces actor and vice versa. And Supporting Actress announced Supporting Actor and vice versa, you know. But then they did it. And I was just like, that's weird. And then I wasn't really sure why. So I thought, "Okay, something is playing. Like they're doing something big. And then it was like, well, Anthony Hopkins wins. Oh, he's not even here to receive it. Okay, bye. Have a good night. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Yep. Okay, bye.
2: (laughs) That's what I heard. It was like the big, the big celebratory moment just wasn't there. So it was just like
1: a bizarre, like ending where everyone's
0: like, oh, okay. It was like now an Irish goodbye is now just being like, Anthony Hopkins wins. And (laughs) that's the end of it.
1: The award goes to Anthony
2: Hopkins he didn't even think he was going to win
0: <laughs> no he clearly didn't and it was strange so i was really sad because it meant we didn't really get to end on a celebratory note nomadland which fine what it won best picture whatever but the, it's, it's weird it won best picture and then francis mcdormand then won for best actress which is like okay yeah. but best Picture's the like let chloe Zhao have a moment let let this best picture win like be the best picture win well it's always last best
2: picture is always last for right. reasons.
1: It's the coveted award of the night.
2: It's the one everyone wants. Everyone wants their film to win Best Picture. There's always right, like 15 we're... people on stage
0: too. So it's like. Right. And essentially we're saying like actors are more important than a film as a whole. I don't, I just don't understand really? what message. And then I was thinking about it. and I was like, okay, even if Chadwick had won, which we will talk about it in a minute. I don't think it would have been the same situation as what is it? The Globes where his widow gave a speech because this was such a lockdown ceremony that they wouldn't, you know, they couldn't, how were, how were you going to justify a person who was not nominated? You know, I just, I think it would have been very, or like a producer maybe could have maybe done it, but it just felt like it was going to bring up a lot of complications had he won. Well, he I mean, win. I think you
2: let, I mean, I think you let the widow come because the nominee can't come.
0: I mean, I don't remember what happened for Heath Ledger, but.
1: I think, Mich- I think Michelle. Michelle did. did. She did. And, sure. and they okay. weren't yeah. She did
0: a whole thing, I think. Yeah,
1: she did, I remember. Right? yeah.
2: She was wearing that great yellow dress, but she oh, yeah.
1: but also, yes. like she was there for her own purposes as well, right. So, I think like, she was also nominated know. that night,
2: so I'm not positive,
1: yeah. And whether she was or not, she's invited. you know what I mean, So it's well, like I'm yeah, but I don't think it's, they would do I here. don't
2: think there's any skin off their nose to invite the widow when the nominee's dead.
1: Oh, I don't think it is either. I just don't know that they did because I didn't see her. So I just I mean, don't, I don't know, know either. You know, that's what I mean. Like, she, I don't, I, I didn't, maybe like, she didn't want never to come saw or something, but I just don't, yeah, I like, don't, so I don't know the situation.
0: Yeah. I agree. I like, I wouldn't have begrudged it, but I was like, oh, it is an, ex- it's, it just draws more attention to that it would be an exception this year, considering how locked down it was. And then again, maybe unpopular opinion, and I, but I've said it before. I thought Anthony Hopkins gave a better performance if we're just evaluating purely on performances.
1: Well, I did, too, and you. we texted about it last night a little bit, too, but I was like, he, if I had to, I thought that we talked about this last week, and, of course, Gary Oldman aside, I think any of the four, of the other four winning, I think, would have been okay with me, but Chadwick would have been my number four pick. So, like, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins, I believe, would be my number one, and then Stephen Yeun and, you know, Riz would both be, like, two and three and i don't know which one's two and which one's three because i think they were both pretty equally like awesome in their films and I it's hard for me I, I could i could do it but i i'm just putting them both two and three right now but i think anthony was my number one but that's also a personal thing i don't know but he just like
2: well apparently ever, the movie. academy <laughs> agreed with you
1: yeah, yeah no but totally but i just agree. i felt that way as well and i and so you know it would have felt it's it it's not like chadwick got nominated for that other movie that i forget what it was that we talked about that wasn't very good that he had done with I think it
0: was oh, Defy Bloods.
1: Like let's just or something or something or that or something else like something where it was like you know he did get nominated for something where you know you could argue his performance in it was powerful or strong it just yeah for me it didn't really hit the mark as much as it should have for a best actor nom but it is sad to think that this is the only kind of uh unless they do some sort of legacy award at some point this is the only kind of moment that would have been there for him at the Oscars to ever kind of get a little bit of something. You know, so it's kind of sad to just kind of like say bye to that. But that's a lot of people who pass away and they don't get, ever get their moment. Yeah,
0: I was just going to say that's like some is... actors go their whole careers that whole yeah.
1: careers. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
2: I think it proves but... though, in a very, I mean, we always knew that the results were locked down pretty hard, but this proves that even the producers have no idea. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Very much agreed.
1: Like I and, thought that yeah.
2: there, were, I honestly did believe that a couple people knew, you know, and that they knew so that they could plan the show better. But Same. like, Apparently
0: not. Yeah. Although, yeah. ironically, maybe, maybe they also knew that this maybe was the they, result, and they were like, "Oh God, move it to the end." <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. I was like, or I was like, maybe they. It almost brings into question of like, well, maybe.
0: Maybe they should
2: should
1: know. <laughs> like maybe. Because I don't think it's, oh, like what is wrong with
2: just a couple of people knowing? I don't know, but anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think, know,
2: it, I think but... it
0: actually legitimately has to do with betting and like people. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but but they, the, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I don't know,
1: but yeah, mean I, I someone
2: did. tallies them, right? So there's people who know, but I thought that someone yeah. in production would know. Yeah.
1: But, someone knows. It's just not a producer.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> apparently <laughs> <Barely laughs> not not. Any other way. <laughs> Cuz I I just know that there's no way that they meant to end it that way. <laughs> like it just doesn't feel yeah. they thought it would be a celebration or an interesting thing that happened at the end. And clearly that's
0: not what, anyways, actually happened. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, there were a couple high points, like Yu Jun Young winning for Minari. Uh, okay, one of
1: me. one of my favorite Oscar speeches of all time. I have. To say.
0: I
2: loved her. Oh, I watched her, her speech sure. too because I was like, I read about it online and it looked. She was so funny and so. She's just the best.
0: The way she said "mommy" is like such an Asian. I know this is so weird, but like, there's just an inflection to it that I have heard a million times in my lifetime, and it just I was like, ah. yeah. but also I. Texted this to I tweeted this to uh, Fuck you, Brad Pitt. Learn how to say people's names. Like yeah. Maria Bakalova's name is not that hard. Yeah. Sure. John Yoon's name is not that no. hard. They're not hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you I had mean, actually. Let go, if, if, ones. And, a, and let's go back to like John Travolta with Adele Adele Adel or whatever.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that was deeply embarrassing. And the <laughs> thing is, is like, but they know what category they're in, so it's not right. like he couldn't have practiced or figured. These guys out show
1: point. up, you know. Yeah, like well, not...
2: like he could have asked anyone you know, around him, like, hey, can you, can you figure out, I mean, he's got a million people around him, I'm sure, you'd just be like, hey, can you make sure that I know how to pronounce this?
0: Right. And I was just like, this is so disrespectful to your peers. Like, because like Riz Ahmed had presented, and there were some slightly more complicated names in there. And he, I don't know if he was actually saying them correctly, but he said them with confidence and he said them confidence. Like, just in a, they sounded beautiful coming from him. And I was like, oh, hello. But, (laughs) but he clearly put effort into it. And like Don Cheadle, like, stumbled on one and he corrected himself. Yeah. So clearly, other people should. Yeah.
1: But I liked her
2: calling it out too. And I liked, her, like, I liked that about her a lot. I liked her being
1: like, no "Oh, my like, other favorite thing was, it. yeah, yeah, my other favorite from her was when she, I mean, I know she's joking around, but she literally like called him out, like, like being like when she was just like, oh, Brad Pitt, like, finally, where were you all that time we were filming?' Because he's a producer on that movie, an executive producer, and I'm not saying the executive producers are always on set or anything, but I love that she basically called out that like I... he like did not go anywhere near that set."
0: i did not get I, I did not realize that that's what she was saying i thought she...
2: well and i liked the thread back to being like you should fucking know how to pronounce my name yes! you <laughs> paid for this movie
1: yeah you you literally had a, a say so in me getting hired essentially probably yeah if you're like and you could you have said s- no like you know it's like it's wow. like know who i am know so the she, name she know these
2: called things. him fucking out and i was here for and it she did, i, did that not, was just I literally like, oh, didn't even think of that
0: level of implication
2: yeah, but she was so fun, and, like, the way she did it was, it was, like, she burned him totally, but it was, like, oh, nice still at the same
0: time, but
2: it was legend. still cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, what uh, a legend. That's what I'm telling you, an absolute legend, and I was, like, from the minute it started, I was just, like, this is my favorite Oscar speech of all time. <laughs> just kept going, and I was, like, this, I... Was, this is continuing to be my favorite Oscar speech of all time. Like,
0: I truly did not make the correlation. I literally, until you two said this, did not realize that it's because he was a producer. I thought she was saying like, "Oh, where have you been all my life?" No, where were you on set, you? (laughs) Uh, And again, as you said, Jackie, like that makes it that much more insulting that he didn't bother to learn how to say her name.
1: A hundred percent. But that's the beauty of a of a veiled criticism like that. It's just like it's like. I don't know if she really meant it that deeply, but it's a thing where it's like she did it, said it in such a fun little playful way. And I bet 90% of the world took it the way that you, that you took it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. not everyone's I paying attention to the fact that he was executive like producer from Minari.
2: Right. But I think, but, you know, the people of Asian descent who are watching watched her correct Brad fucking Pitt on how to pronounce her name. Yes. In front of the whole world. And I think also, that's Amazing.
0: On a scale of one to flex. So Bong Joon-ho presented best director because he won last year. And, you know, in his speech last year, he was like, oh, bother to read subtitles. Like make that inch difference. will make it like open up a whole world of cinema to you. And then he did, at least in the version I was watching, there were no subtitles for his speech. He had bless. I was so excited to see Sharon Choi, his translator there, because the second Bong Joon-ho came on mm-hmm. screen, I was like, "Where's Sharon, is Sharon okay? Like, is Sharon in Korea? What's <laughs> <laughs> Sharon up to?" And then Sharon was there, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, good, Sharon's here." But he's such a flex of being like, "No, I'm not going to. There's not going to be subtitles for this. You're going to (laughs) wait." It was a night of Asian excellence, and I was very happy about that part. I just was a little sad. And like I
2: said, like even though, even though, no is definitely not a favorite film of mine. I think, I mean, she deserved, she deserved it for the work she did, especially with the actors who weren't actors, right? She got performances out of lay people that, you know, some actors can't get, I mean, some directors can't get out of seasoned
0: actors. Agreed. There were a couple questionable wins for me personally, like my octopus teacher being one of them.
2: I mean, the disabled community is pretty pissed about it. And, and like, I, I get it. You know, everyone's like, Oh, this just proves that animals are more important than disabled people. And I'm like, Oh, I think that's a little harsh. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I,
1: I, I have a weird, a weird journey with my octopus teacher because I, I, I don't know, but like, I thought it was, Personally, I thought it was well made. I just hated it. but I, I couldn't it
2: was- watch <laughs> it because he wasn't going to, once he wasn't going to rescue his friend, I had to turn it off. I couldn't handle it. But I.
1: Well, I mean, you know how, I mean, an octopus is my absolute favorite animal since yeah. I was a tiny little child. And I like, I get emotional about thinking about octop- octopi. So like, it was like, I hate I this. I knew that. I shouldn't watch this movie. Oh, I'm obsessed with them. I think they're aliens. So that can kind of bring this all. Oh, yeah. Full circle. Yeah.
2: I love an octopus. Also, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big octopus fan. I, I won't claim to have the same level of spirit towards oh, them as Matt does. Whatever, but it. I I enjoy them. I think they're like really cool. When you like look into them, it's really neat how intelligent these animals are, and then also kind of sad in some ways because you put them in cages. But yeah, so there's a lot of chatter in the disabled community that's just sort of like this just proves that we're below animals and all this stuff. And I think I mean. I don't think that's what anyone said and I do think that this was based more on like the film quality than the well, subject matter probably.
0: Not um, not only that, it also I mean we have to keep in mind it has to do with budget, like awards budget, right? And my octopus teacher was available on Netflix early, people were able to see it, there was buzz around it, you know, it had Crip Camp eventually made its way to Netflix, but it did not have distribution like that before. So some of this just comes down. And I think that is what I attribute a lot of the other sort of quote upsets are the ones I'm not like super excited about too. I'm like, yeah, you had a lot of money behind this. Like Mank won cinematography. That's Netflix money. The The fact that it went over Nomadland. And this is, you know, again, I also someone was someone who's like, Nomadland's fine. But that was like, it's a beautiful film. And the fact that Mank won, I was like, that's Netflix money in action. Also, just to go back to Octopi for a second. They're very, very smart, but they're also not that, I don't know. I feel like that dude read way more into that relationship than there was actually there. Because I'm like, if you put like a shiny object in front of them, they're like, oh, what's up? And they'll like come out and they'll like suction and they'll be like, oh, who's this person? Okay, fine. They're not like, I don't know. He's forming a, a lot of attachment to an octopus that probably doesn't give a shit about him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and to be fair, I probably would have done this. I would have written that same narrative in my head, but I would yeah, I would
2: too. I do it with all animals. I'm like,
1: I would have written yeah. it in my head and been like, oh, see, this is this – it's, it's, it's an animal, but that me. doesn't make it one it's, one it's, a
0: Oscar-winning <laughs> documentary.
1: I mean, I'm being coy. I'm just saying. But, like, to be fair, I would have yeah. done the same thing. But, but I think that, like, I was entertained by it. I thought it was well-made for what it was, you know, but I just hated it because of things. And, you know, just to comment on the mink thing, I was like, honestly, with the cinematography, I was like, if this is going to win anything – I'm glad you're doing it there just like okay cool whatever cuz obviously the academy I just felt like must have been foaming at the mouth wanting to give this thing awards
2: <laughs> yeah, give it something they liked yeah.
1: and I was like okay cool I'll give it that the parallels with citizen kane and that it was filmed in such a similar way and was mirroring such different some such of those shots and stuff and kind of updating it in a way that like okay cool It thought about this a lot okay cool here's your award whatever <laughs> But I was glad that it wasn't like something like not to say that's not substantial it is but I just mean something like more it wasn't getting like best, we're happy yeah. didn't it didn't get best, 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 director or best yeah <laughs> you
0: know yeah well I mean I I had it down as for best production design cuz I was like this is a dead giveaway like there's
1: that would have been yeah exactly that's, that's
0: yeah. yeah so so the fact that it took that home too
1: yeah that makes sense all
0: right well any other upsets or celebrations from the evening or
1: no I mean I was way too elated about best actress to want anything else but it's funny to you know we talk about Glenn oh, best supporting actress. the best moment of the whole night yeah oh sorry did I say best actress yeah oh I sorry like, best oh, supporting... I didn't realize you
2: were that that, that happy about Francis no
1: no. <laughs> no 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 best supporting actress I was obviously so happy but it's it's like one of those things you look at it and you're like gosh Glenn Close I didn't realize I don't think that eight nominations and she still hasn't won <laughs> I was like damn
2: that's a lot. That would, that a would lot. be unhappy for me. That Not that I thought I would have heard of
1: winning over this, but I just, yeah, I just kind of like, oh, wow. That's a lot.
0: Yeah. Jackie, did you see the bit, the Glenn Close bit? Mm-mm. Okay, so it was the one, this is this is actually, Matt, why I was like, I don't think it should have had a host because this clearly showed, I mean, maybe it depended on the host, but Laurel Howery was there and he, he, Questlove was like the DJ for the event, which is cool. And they did this bit for song. And Laurel is like walking around the audience. He's like, Okay, we're gonna play a, a trivia game. Questlove's gonna play a song, tell me if it was nominated, won or didn't get nominated at all. And the first person he talked to was Andre Day. And I, I don't know what her answer was, but it got bleeped on mine. And so I was like, I don't know if this was a scripted bit. But you'd think because you know enough about the show, you'd be like, I'm going to find some friendlies, I'm not going to improvise this, like I'm going to at least let the people know not put them on the spot that like, you're gonna be playing this game. Next person was Daniel Kaluuya. I was like, okay, they were in Get Out Together. You know, there's a little bit of banter back and forth. That's fine. And also, why were they at the same table? Like, Glenn Close was at the table with Daniel Kaluuya. And I was like, that's an odd pairing. Which, was, which is why I was like, I think this is scripted. Maybe not. And then the song was Debut, And Glenn Close knew a lot about that song. She was like, oh, it's by these people and this and that and this. And Laurel was like, shocked. And I was like, I don't know if he's a good enough actor to be this shocked. I don't know if everyone else is shocked. And then she did the dance. Which is just basically twerking-ish, but white lady twerking. Do we think it was scripted yeah. or no?
1: Yeah.
0: Or do we think she actually knows the song "Debut"? I,
1: I think it's possible that it was somewhat planned, but I don't know because she's a good actress. So I don't it's, know, it's and the thing it's hard to tell. You know, and she played is, it up well.
2: Is actors in general are attention whores. So, like, it wouldn't shock me to know that some of the like even the older, more distinguished type actors. We'll do
1: things for attention.
0: Yes. And again, I forgive her for Hillbilly Elegy because of that moment. Because it was was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Whether it was planned or not planned, I would totally believe Glenn would do it, which, you know, she did. It's great. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, but I don't know. It's just hard to tell. I don't know. Because I think she would have done it on the spot if she actually did know the information like she did in the show. But I, but also... It's hard to say because they want fun moments that are going to be like, okay, great, and it's, it's, I can't imagine producing a show where you wouldn't give people a little bit of a heads up about something if you want a good moment, but, yeah,
0: but then at the same time, the other two did not seem to be into it, like, they legitimately, like, they did not want to be there, so,
1: yeah, it's hard to say,
0: but yeah, that was the only other moment for me in the whole show. Yeah, Yeah. it
1: was, it was a lot, but, you know, I had a good, good enough time, you know, only 10 months before the next, right? Hopefully it'll yeah. be more normal times. Yes.
0: <laughs> more normal I... times
1: with a even more solid slate of things that will have come out, hopefully. You
0: know? Yes. And uh, we'll end our recording with, and the winner's Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of follow-up points. At the end of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier credits, it just said Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It didn't say we'll return. It didn't say anything else. That's all it said. And technically, technically, the name of the film is Captain America colon The Winter Soldier. So not the exact same title, but come on, it's basically the same title. So I don't know what they're setting up here. Malcolm Spellman, who was the showrunner for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is developing and co-writing a Captain America 4 film. Not confirmed whether or not Anthony Mackie's character is returning, but it's safe to bet that that is probably the direction it's going. As for the Oscars, in 2019, the Oscars didn't have a host, as we mentioned. The last time that happened, aside from this year, 2021, was in 1989 and in terms of telecasts running over or under apparently in 1959 the oscars telecast ended 20 minutes early leaving jerry lewis who was the host to just sort of vamp and fill and then the longest oscars telecast was in 2002 which i remember watching i don't remember that it was as long as it was but i just actively remember i watched the oscars in 2002 for sure Whoopi goldberg was the host and it was four hours and 23 minutes which is ridiculous as for accepting Oscars for posthumous wins, Michelle Williams did accept the Oscar for Heath Ledger. She wasn't nominated that year, though. She was just there. I assume she was also invited as a byproduct of that. Both she and Heath Ledger were nominated for Brokeback Mountain in 2006. Also, had he won, Chadwick Boseman's wife would have been able to give the acceptance speech. However, because Anthony Hopkins won, obviously that wasn't a matter of it. Anthony Hopkins apparently offered to zoom in. And, you know, if he'd won, he would have given a speech that way. But, they, the Academy just said, no, thanks, we're good, which they clearly accommodated other people from other locations. I realized that Anthony Hopkins is you know, probably the only one dialing in from Wales, but he's also Anthony Hopkins. Like, you'd think you'd want him on the show. I guess it wasn't important enough to them, and thus we got this weird, bizarre, viral moment. He did do a thank you speech the next morning. He does thank Chadwick Boseman. It's very short and sweet. Anyway, that has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.